I'm Joshua Roberts of BizNews, and with me for today's Market Insights is Sassman Securities' David Shapiro. David, the last week of the BizNews Power Hour for the year, that means it's our last Monday together. Let's chat U.S. markets. Last week, they took a lot of pain, especially towards the latter end, specifically Friday, yet the JSE managed to hold its own during the course of the week. When the U.S. sneezes, generally we catch a cold. Why was it different this time? I'm not sure. You know, we've seen quite a bit of buying. When you analyze it, um, it appears to be much more in our industrial side that we're getting the um, we're getting the buying. So um, it's it's in the banks and financials and other shares that um, you know that are contributing to the gains. We've we've held up okay. Um, you know, it's and and I don't think we've got the big tech businesses that have uh, contributed, you know, also to the fall in some in, in, in U.S. markets. The Chinese market, listen, if we look at, if, if we, you know, if we look at process and masters, it's been a horrific year uh, down. I mean, they've been down uh, year to date about 25%. And the trend looks like continuing, Justin. It doesn't look like there's any lever on the pummeling of, of Chinese tech stocks. You know, we're waiting for the cavalry to come. They're not coming. You know, it just seems to be going uh, further and further down, which is a little worrying. David, I don't know if it's fair to say that there's hysteria in the markets right now, but there's certainly a lot of uncertainty when it comes Mm. to the future and coming out of the pandemic stronger. What's the single biggest risk to markets at the moment heading into the festive season and into the new year? You're going to be surprised. I think it's the Fed. You know, the Fed doing something silly. And, and why I say that, and I mean, I'm, I'm uh, here at the bottom end of South Africa, and I was under the impression, I was really under the impression that, that, that uh, the markets were coming to grips with the fact that inflation was perhaps transitory. You know, that was going to go. All of a sudden, we get a Jay Powell coming out and, uh, you know, giving, giving the market some kind of hints that this could be, we could start to see rate rises as early as March, April, maybe May. The market is saying 55% of a, of a hike in May. Now, that was way outside of our focus. We only thought 2023. So we're hoping that, that the Fed is not pressurized into doing something that they don't need to do. You know, that inflation is in fact transitory, that, you know, these, um, these, what, what do you call it, the disruptions that we saw will be overcome. So we've seen the fuel price coming down now. We've seen quite a bit, you know, we've seen the supply chain starting to ease. Uh, goods are starting to uh, work their way in. Um, um, you know, shipping charges are coming down and so on. So I'm hoping that it's, that it's uh, not the Fed that causes pain that shouldn't have been caused. But I don't think Omicron is. I don't. Th- I, don't I think that will be overcome. I, I really think that's where the hysteria and overreaction is. Alec and I were talking about gearing in our internal meeting this morning, with a host of retail traders coming into the market and all these trading platforms having these kind of gearing features, margin. We thought it. We thought it would be prudent for someone like you to explain the risks, especially because there is the retail masses involved in day trading these days, the risks and how it can be potentially dangerous to your portfolio? Well, if you get, you know, Justin, to, to try and explain it very simply, uh, 
when we witness the market now, when there's a slight miss on, on, on a company's guidance, and I'm talking largely overseas, more so than here, although it does appear here, you've suddenly seen 10% moves on, on um, DocuSign on Friday. DocuSign, which was, went up, I think, three times, 300% uh, odd in 2020, that's been a moderate performer, suddenly gave guidance that was lower than the market expected. We saw 42% fall. Now, what happens is that um, traders are geared. In other words, uh, they put down 10% for 100% exposure. Now, if, if suddenly that starts coming down, there's a margin call on them, you know. In other words, uh, suddenly the underlying starts to fall more than ten percent. So the 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 the, the, uh, the you know the people who granted them the option or wrote the derivative for them start making margin calls. They can't afford it, so they start to sell down. So you get this this um, this builder of selling, you know, on traders who have to undo their positions. I know it's, it's very hard to articulate these kind of things to listeners and that, but there is that gearing. It's very, very dangerous. Look at, look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin, which is supposed to cover us during these tough times, is now trading below 50,000, having been at 65,000. 21% in, in, in a matter of days is a massive fall for those kind of markets. And that identifies the kind of dangers in these markets where People have borrowed money to take very strong bullish positions. So, it, you know, it's for me, it, 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 it is a concern when, you know, in falling markets. That's where our conversation stemmed from was the 20% decline in Bitcoin this weekend. 40% of its highs set in October. There's been lots of talk around Bitcoin being a safe haven, a store of value. But is Bitcoin not acting just as a high beta or a high risk equity stock? <laughs> Oh, absolutely! I loved I loved uh, Charlie Charlie Munger's comment, and Alec will enjoy it. You know, uh, where he was talking at the Son Conference in Sydney, in Australia, and talking about uh, Bitcoin, he just said, "You know, the promoters are there to make money for themselves. They don't really care about the people invest." I'm putting it into my own names, but he says, "When you look at the quality of the promoters, he says he would never allow any of them to marry into his family." So I think you know, he says they should be banned. But I think I think it does show you, you know, it's 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 been so fashionable, and that's the danger. It becomes so attractive, and people see it as a means to get out of their, you know, to 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 rise above their situation now and become rich. And they start to gear. Gearing is nothing more than a word for borrowing. You're borrowing, in other words, you're taking money that you haven't got to buy something that you can't afford, and that's a danger. So yeah, you know. Your discussion is absolutely right. When 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 markets start to fall, particularly after the heady gains that we've seen, uh, there can be a lot of unraveling, which can do a lot of damage. In the last week or so, David, I've got some of our fund managers, our regulars like yourself, to compete in the business share shootout for 2022. One stock on the JSE can be small, large, or or medium cap company. Which is your pick, and what are the reasons why? Uh, you've got me by surprise, but uh, I do apologize, I, I'm David. going to, yeah, I think, you know what I'm going to do? I love to look for shares that have been absolutely pummeled. And even though I wouldn't buy it now, I'm going to give uh, Process or NASPERS my vote simply that I think 
things will stabilize in the year ahead in China. And I think you will find a recovery in Tencent. I think it's gone too far, despite all the... Uh, listen, this is a shootout. So we're taking a gamble. So I'm going to bet on the gamble. Where we can end off this conversation, David, you talk NASPAS process themes for 2022. Do you think we're going to still see this Tet-centric theme continue? It just seems like that is the way things are going, innovation, and it's a tech-driven economy. No doubt. You know, I can go on for hours about it. What, what, there is a massive amount of money around at the moment, and it's going into development. That's what I find so exciting, because just look, the money's going into Meditech, into biotech, into all kinds of uh, innovations in the medical field. It's go, look at electric, electric vehicles. Look how much innovation is going into the battery, into driving these electric cars, into the, um, the semiconductors that we need. Look at the innovation going into clean air, you know, into renewables. 